the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Amen. I'm ready to preach. Let's go. We are on part two of Fruit Speaks for Itself. I'm so excited about this series. How many of y'all had a good message last week, right? Talking about spirit, soul, and body so that we don't confuse. If you, if you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back and listen to that message. We're going to jump right in with Fruit Speaks for Itself. I wanted to do this message because you know what? We're living in confusing times, right? We're, we're living in fake profiles and fake veal, and we don't even know what's real veal and what's fake you know, fake turkey. You're just picking up, you, you read the back of the turkey meat and it says soy product. You're like, what? I thought this was turkey. Everything's so fake right now. You got fake lashes, you got fake wigs. Everything is just fake. So fruit speaks for itself. And that's why I wanted to talk about that. You know what? Also too, we get conned and we start believing our fake version of ourselves, right? You, you can write anything. Your Instagram name, your handle can be Dr. Sasha. Doctor of what? I don't know. But if you choose it, you, you think you believe it, and then people are, like, contacting you, it's crazy. Do you guys, do you see what I'm saying? But we want to look at the fruit. We want to look at the fruit. We, we ain't coming up here being judgy Christians. All right, we got, enough, we got enough judges. Judge not lest you be judged. Ooh, eat that one, okay? We ain't trying to be judgy Christians, but we need to judge the fruit of our lives. And we need to judge the fruit of those who we allow to influence our lives. We need to, we need to judge the fruit. If you single in the building, judge some fruit. Judge some fruit. People come in here like, ooh, Sasha, what's your type? You want to know what my type is? Being about the, the house of God. We have, we have work days. We have these days out here. People are like, hey, Sasha, how you doing? I'm like, get busy. That's what's attractive. Hard work is attractive. You know, how you doing? Whatever. Anyways, I won't go that way. I will sometimes. But, but that's what's attractive is work, the fruit, the fruit of your labor. Come on, the fruit. Fruit speaks for itself. Fruit speaks for itself. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 20, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. We don't even identify people by their actions. We identify them by their profile. We take this personality test talking about, you know that you're the one answering the questions, okay? It's not somebody else answering the questions for you. You're the one answering the questions. Yeah, I'm a leader. This test said I'm a leader. Woo! Let me tell you something. If no one's following, you ain't leading. But we get it confused. Anybody else? And then we start believing our false version of ourselves, right? And then we're wondering why we're having failure, why we're in the same traps, why we're in the same, the same cycles again and again and again. A different person, same cycle. I mean, you dating a different guy, he just got different names. Same guy, different names. Ooh, another one bites the dust, and another one's gone, and another one's gone. It's like, come on, how are you ready to break the cycle? How are you ready to break free? You're going to need new information. You want a different outcome? you got to put new information in. And that's why we come here to love life. That's why we show up to grow up, having maximum development, right? Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. So you can identify people by their actions. We're living in a time where people want to identify by whatever they want. I identify by what I feel. 
I identify by what I believe. I identify by what I post. I identify by what, what my profile says. You know, did you read my profile? I don't care about your profile. Who are you? I don't know. Let me get on my phone. This is crazy, right? Identity crisis right here. Why? Because you're looking to the wrong things. You're looking to this world to tell you who you are, right? The Bible says, know them by their fruit. Know them by their fruit. You're looking for a friend? Know them by their fruit. What is their fruit producing in their life? You know, it's a different story when you're impacting somebody. It's a different story when you're influencing them and they're not influencing you. I'm talking about those who are influencing you. You need to know them by their fruit, okay? The fruit of their life, meaning, okay, we'll get into it in a minute. Hold on. Well, how about this? What does your fruit say about you? Look at your neighbor and say, you. Yeah, you. Point to yourself, say, you. That's right, homegirl, you. What does your fruit say about you? That you are light and salt or that you are dark and pepper? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. That you are light and salt. Come on, what does your fruit say about you? Everybody knows and sees you coming. They know the fruit of your life. The fruit of your life is, man, that girl's always at church, always serving, always trying to help somebody. She has her bad days. She admits it here and there, but come on. Her outlook is for the best of others, right? What is your fruit? What is your fruit? What does your fruit say about you? You have purpose here on this earth. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the salt. Jesus said in, in John 15, 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will. Look at your neighbor and say, will. Not my will. When you're remaining in Jesus and he's remaining in you, come on, will produce much. I like much. You know, they say less is more. I like more is more. That's right. More is more. Hook it up right here. More is more. Much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Without a relationship with Jesus, we can do nothing that produces lasting fruit. Can I get an amen? Yeah, we tried to do it without Jesus, and it didn't produce lasting fruit. You can have success for a minute, boom, it's gone. But with Jesus at the center, you know what's coming right back up, right? Lasting fruit, lasting maturity, lasting change, lasting results, lasting reward, lasting prosperity. You ain't chasing every little game that comes. Ooh, this is going to make, this is the hype that's going to make money today. This is the hype. I mean, there's all these pyramid schemes and put your money in here and here's this and here's that. I mean, seriously? Put your money in the house of God, right? Where your heart is, your treasure is also. That IRS is coming up. You can print out your tax receipts. You know where your heart is. Is it in the fast food? Come on. Is it at Costco? Cha-chain? Or is it in the house of God? Come on. Who's ready to live in this abundant life that Jesus died on the cross for? He died on the cross that we could live in this life full of much fruit. We could live a full, 
productive life that produces much fruit because in the time of need, you can partake of the fruit. Why? Because you got seed in the ground. You got seed in the ground for prosperity. So in the time of the need, you eat of the fruit. You got seed in the ground knowing that Jesus already healed you. It is already done by the stripes of Jesus. You are made whole. And so in the time of need, you know what? You partake of that fruit. You partake of the fruit, right? That you don't have to be insecure because you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Partake of that fruit, living in abundance in every area of our life, not just our Sunday's best, not just in church. We just think, you know, yeah, we could do good in church. God wants you doing good outside of this building. He wants you doing good in your family, in the workplace, in school. Come on, as you are light and salt, right? Not dark and pepper. That was so funny. That was so weird. Light and salt, dark and pepper. What is that? (laughs) Whatever, right? We're going to need to walk with Jesus. And sometimes that sounds so spiritual and like, what does that mean? That means that when you wake up, do you say good morning, Jesus, or do you look at your phone? When you wake up, Thank you, Jesus, for this day, right? Thank you, Jesus, it is great. Holy Spirit, have your way, way, way. Thank you, Father, for this day. When you wake up, what is the first thing that you do? Oh, I need to see what I missed. What did you miss? You were on just an hour ago. You barely shut your eyes for 30 seconds. Talking about that sleep. No, your girl needs eight hours, right? Wake up, use the bathroom, then say good morning, Jesus. Whatever, right? Walk with Jesus. Walk in the authority that Jesus gave you. There is a confidence when you know who you are in Christ. You start walking in that authority just as Jesus walked. Walk in the wisdom of Jesus. Walking in the wisdom of Jesus. We had a situation and Sergio and I were talking about some youth stuff. And he's like, sometimes, it was cool because... um, One student said something, and immediately I had a really cool response. I'm not going to say it because it's going to out everybody right now. But anyways, and then later me and Sergio are sitting in here, and he's like, how do you, how did you do that? He's like, sometimes I'm like, what would Sasha say? And I'm like, I'd just be thinking, what would Pastor say? (laughs) But I'm like, I'm not that cool. That's the Holy Spirit bringing the word back to you, and it comes right out, right at the right time. That's wisdom. That's seed in the ground. That's Fruit of what? Of all the seed of the word of God in and through me, abiding in him and him abiding in me. So in the time of need, it just flows right out. It flows right out of you. It's way beyond you. It's his word alive in you, right? Walking with Jesus and doing nothing apart from him. Doing nothing apart from Jesus. Doing nothing apart from him. Who's ready to persevere? If you're going to persevere, that means you're going to have some opposition, right? That means you're going to have a fight. You're going to have to do, you're going to have to choose to continue, to keep, to abide, to persevere, to produce much fruit. Who's ready to produce more fruit than they've ever produced in their whole life? Because that's perseverance. I'm ready to produce more fruit than I've ever produced in my whole life every single day that I wake up. I choose. This is the day. This is the day. Fruit, fruit, fruit. Produce, produce, produce. Persevere, persevere, persevere. It doesn't matter what comes my way. We sing these songs, right, that I go through the fire and I will not feel the flame. Then how come you look like toast? You look like burnt toast. Lashes burn. You just, oh, you smell like smoke. You're like, I am on fire. 
And it said, like, I'm just like, this girl is on fire, on fire for Jesus, knowing that it is finished, knowing that I put my trust in him, knowing that he knows the end from the beginning, knowing that keeping my eyes focused on Jesus, this is a choice. This isn't for the few, the special, the chosen. This is for everybody who chooses. You're chosen. Choose it. You are chosen, right? We're going to persevere having lasting maturity and prosperity in every area of our everyday lives. I want Jesus in my everyday life. I want prosperity in my everyday life. I want wisdom in my everyday life so that I can make the right decisions for right now for a better tomorrow. Amen? Walking with Jesus and doing nothing apart from him. Look to Jesus. And we got to look to the word as our example. We look to Jesus, we look to the word. We look to Jesus, we look to the word. Jesus said in John 8, 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if. It's like we forget all these ifs. If you remain in me, abide, persist, keep, continue, persevere faithfully to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. People be preaching like, truth set you free, the truth set you free. Do you know Jesus? Do you abide? Do you keep? Do you continue in him? Because that's when the truth sets you free. That's when the truth sets you free. There's true freedom. How many of y'all ready to be free? How many of y'all ready to live free? Free from the past? Come on, free from guilt? Free from shame? Free from condemnation? Free from religion? Who's ready to live free? Abide in Jesus. Continue in him. Keep his word, Right? Let's look to the fruit of Jesus' life. At the beginning of the year, Pastor Dan said, go through the Gospels, go through the Gospels. Why? So that you could read your Bible and you can get God off your back? No, so that you could look to Jesus, so that you can see how you are to walk and operate here in this life. Jesus walked in with authority. He healed them all. They're in the middle of the storm. Jesus is sleeping on a pillow. In the middle of the storm, we are freaking out, calling 911, calling Nana, calling Facebook, help, send help, posting SOS, somebody help me. Like, oh, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing this for others. I just need to say how depressed I am because I just need to be true and I need to be real. What are you looking for? Are you, is your hope in people's comments? Is your hope, is your confidence, is your encouragement in them? Or is it in the word? Because when you abide in him, then you'll finally be free from depression. When you abide in him, then you'll finally be free of anxiety and that pressure. When you abide in him and his word abides in you, he is the vine. You are the branches producing fruit. You're eating the fruit of his word in your everyday life, right? We know the father through the son. That's why we got to look to Jesus. We only know the Father through the Son. Some of y'all be looking in Genesis. Y'all be in the Old Testament. We got a new covenant. His name is Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Let's look to Jesus, okay? Let's look to Jesus. There's a better way. We know the Father through the Son. He came to show us the Father. He came to show us the Father. Paul said in Ephesians 1.17, like this scripture came alive to me a couple of years ago, and I have it printed on my desk. I say it to myself all the time to remind myself, I always pray. Girl, I pray for me. I pray for you. I pray for us. Come on. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the Father of glory may grant you a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want a revelation of Jesus. I want the wisdom of Jesus. My faith goes out that I have a spirit of wisdom and revelation of Jesus. Every day that I wake up, I want to know Jesus more. I want to know Jesus greater because I want to know who I am more. I want to know who I am greater. And I'm only going to find that in the mirror of God's word. I'm only going to really truly see who I truly am through the life of Jesus, through the words of Jesus, and his word comes alive in me, right? Grant you, here we are, that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. We know the Father through the Son. Who do you have a deep and personal and intimate relationship with? That's a question right there. Who is it? Who in your life, right? Who is the greatest influence in your life? These are questions we got to ask ourselves. Who do I have a deep, intimate, personal relationship with? Is it Jesus? Come on. Come on. Preach it, Mila. Preach it. Who's your greatest influence in life? Who do you spend the most time with? Who? Who is it? Is it a person? Or is it your phone? It's so crazy to me. When, when the screen time on this generation, I'm talking young and old. There's not an age limit. It's, it's a society. When the screen time is beyond 19 hours, what in the world are you doing? Are you even living? This is crazy. Is it with a person or is it with your phone? Is, it, is, is your deep, personal, intimate relationship with your bed, with your TV, with your computer, with your laptop? Who's this relationship with, right? Don't waste your life being soul-tied to your phone. Being soul-tied, soul-connected to your phone. I was in youth on Sunday, and we were talking about soul ties. And you know what? Soul ties aren't always negative. There's so many positive soul ties. When we look at David and Jonathan, and it says that they were soul tied, that their souls were knit together, that, that uh, Jonathan loved David as he loved his own soul. How many of y'all love your phone as you love your own soul? Where is the love? It's like we're so consumed like this. And you forget to look up and see what God gave you. Look up and see that God blessed you with this family, with these kids, with this house, with the church, with a church family, with aunties and uncles and all this, with a pastor that's the best in the whole world. Come on, look up. Look up. I'm so serious about this. I feel like we're consumed like this. I mean, people are getting neck and shoulder problems. It's like, what's going on? This we're driving like this. What is that? Literally soul tied. Really like you're getting so excited. Your endorphins are pumping when you get a notification. Ding, ding, ding. I'm important. I'm so important. Somebody's contacting me. And it's just nothing. Gosh, right? Don't waste your life being soul tied to your phone. 
The enemy tries to do whatever he can do to distract us from our true purpose. You were created. You, you, yes, you, all of you were created to have a deep and personal and intimate relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? You, you were created for this relationship. Ask yourself, is my, how is my relationship with Jesus? How is it going? You know what? My relationship with Jesus, I'm a talker, obviously. I'm a communicator. Like in my house, when things are going on, all cards on the table. We're going to handle this. We're, I mean, I don't care if we're staying up all night because we're getting through this. We're going to get this. I mean, that's just who I am, and I live with girls, so I'm sure that's different with a guy. I'm like, uh, girl, <laughs> let's stop talking. <laughs> that's enough. Total different story, right? Total different story. But I, at the same way, how I communicate is how I communicate with God. Like going through this surgery and having all kinds of like side effects afterwards, I had to go to God and communicate about what was going on. Communicate about what I was feeling, how I am dealing with it, how I'm processing. Why? Because I truly cast my care to him because I know that he cares for me. And unless I release it, there we release it, put it back on. Release it, put it back on. Release, no, it's good. We're good. When, when I release it to God, I communicate about what's going on, and I let it go, and I let it process, right? Otherwise, we can be so consumed by what's going on. It's like when we go through the fire, and that's why you smell like toast, right? We're supposed to like, no, we go through the fire with our eyes on Jesus, knowing that we already have the victory. So I have to always renew my mind, renew my mind, renew my mind. That's why the I am's are so important. Your who you are in Christ is so important. We have I am's out in the foyer. They're available. I am a child of God. I am a new creation, right? There's I am's that you have to speak over yourself, right? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Your spirit man is the true you, but he's got to get through the soul, out the body. As a teenager, um, I got myself in trouble many times, and I found myself in Pastor Dan's office. My parents are like, this girl, she's, we, we've done it all, okay? We've, we, they cut all my hair off. They took all my clothes away, just gave me three dresses. They took, um, I was grounded for the rest of my life. There was no more, like, you're grounded on grounded on grounded, spankings on spankings, whoopings on whoopings, and still somehow your girl found a way. They're like, I'm out. Peace, that all you got? Like, so then uh, one time, my parents, my mom and my dad were like, okay, we're done, you win. I'm like, wait, 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 stop fighting. No, this is fun. They're like, no, this is not fun. <laughs> we're done. We need, we need spiritual help because you, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but I was just strong. So they bring me back to Fashion and I'm like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I got to be 14 years old. It's back at the old building, and I'm sitting in the, in the parking lot. There's some rocks, and I'm, like, kicking the rocks while they're telling him how bad I am. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. And at the time, I'm super young, and Pashtun was, like, one of the first just, like, man of God I actually respected. And so I thought, like, God lived in his office, and then, like, when you went in there, like, Angels sang and like, I don't know, lightning's going to come. Or I don't know. In my mind, I'm just thinking like, whoa, it's a scary place. So I go back there and he just teaches me how to get somebody saved. Like he taught me how to get somebody saved. And I was just like, 
And he taught me to say my I am's every day that I was on the bus before school. He says, say your I am's, confess your I am's, believe your I am's, speak your I am's. Do you know, I just listened to what he said. The next day, I got the girl next to me saved. I said, do you know how, I said, have you received Jesus? Because now I knew how to get somebody saved. I was like, this is easy. Romans 10, 9, 10, let's go. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I thought I was so cool because somebody just taught me how to get somebody saved. I didn't know, okay? And then I was saying the I am's every day on the bus, every day on the bus. I am a child of God. Do you know that for the longest I didn't believe him? I just said it. I just said it. But my spirit man was like, yes, you are. Keep on confessing. Keep on believing. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. And that door will be open to you. And all I did was obey. He said, do it. And I did it. And I would say those every single day. And then as I got older, I started to write my own I am's. And just, I'm a huge believer in starting your day off with confessions. Starting your day off with the right confession. And what are you going to confess? God's word over your life. Speak the word. Speak the word, right? We know the Father through the Son. And we know the Son through the word. Let's remain, abide, persist, keep, continue, persevere, and live in him. Through the word, through the word, right? Not something spooky, ooh, I'm living in Jesus. No, I'm living in the word. I'm living in the word. He is the vine, we are the branches. We are in Christ. Let's learn from him and follow his lead. Follow his lead. In him we can do all things. Paul said in Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, this is the message. Watch what God does and then do it. So this is where we hear and do. We hear and we apply. You hear the word of God, you apply it. We apply it. We apply it, right? Watch what God does, then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior, not all of us did, <laughs> from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him. Who's your greatest influence? Who are you spending the most time with? Is it Netflix? Is it Instagram? Your phone will tell you who you're spending the most time with. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. We got to look to Jesus. That's why we read the word, not to get off God off our back. He's not on your back. We look to the word to learn and observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us. But that's how this world is today. They love to get something from, but to, he didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Let's love like that. It's time to love like Jesus. What did he do? He gave it all away for others. He gave it all away for others. Giving our life away to do what? To produce much fruit. Produce much fruit in every area of our life, right? He is the vine. We are the branches. What are you producing? It's easy. What are you producing in your life? It's hard to look at ourselves. And sometimes it's easier to live in denial. 
It's easier to live in denial how you're so screwed in relationships. It's easy to live in denial that you're making the same patterns and the same choices just like your dad, just like your father, just like your mom. But you're like, oh, no, not me. No, I'm never going to be like my dad. No, I hate the way my dad treated my mom. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And unless you get new information, unless you acknowledge the train wreck behind you and bring it to Jesus, come on, you're going to be the same. You're going to do the same. And no one's going to be able to help you. Why? Because you're eating the fruit of your life but you need to wake up and it's this this we just want to live in denial no we just want to live in our edited instagram filter of ourselves. no no we good i'm good you good we know you're not good why because the fruit of your life is a train wreck and how many of us you know what the easy thing is it's easy too you just get new seed in the ground and you're going to start producing new fruit everything that you could ever need is already inside of you. Your spirit man is whole. Your spirit man is complete in Jesus. Your spirit man is identical to Jesus. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in you. You can make change. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, not by your own strength. And apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. But what do we need to do? We need to acknowledge Right? We need to see where we're at so that we can grow, so that we can change. What are you producing? Look at the fruit of your life. Okay? Look at the fruit of your relationships. If you don't like it, make change. Right? Look at the fruit of your finances. If you don't like it, make change. Look at the fruit of your attitude. If you don't like it, make change. Look at the fruit of your words. If you don't like it, make change. Make change. Make change. What is the fruit of your life? The Bible says, know them by their fruit. Let me ask you a question. What are you known by? What are you known by? By insecurity? By depression? By lack? By selfishness? Or are you known by confidence in Christ? By overwhelming joy? Come on. By generosity? By unselfish love? Take inventory of what you are producing in your life and get some seed of the word of God in the ground of your heart so that you can produce more, so you can produce much fruit, right? He's the vine, we're the branches, right? Take inventory of what you're producing. It's, it's, it, you know why it takes a, it takes courage to look, take responsibility and make change. It takes great courage, but you can do it. You can do it, right? Who do you have a deep, personal, and intimate relationship with? I encourage you to have one with Jesus, right? Who's the greatest influence in your life? I encourage you to get to church, to get in the Word, to get on the YouTubes on repeat, not to get God off your back. You are perfect. God sees you through the blood of Jesus, but it's because we want to live heaven on earth. We don't want to live hell and then go to heaven. We want to live heaven on earth, right? And how are we going to do that? Learning kingdom principles. His will be done, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Who are you spending the most time with? I encourage you to spend time with Jesus. It could be awkward at first, but it's awkward when you're first getting to know somebody. Hi, hi. I mean, do you guys even do that nowadays? Or is it just Zoom, you know? Or is it just like, just like, you'd be chatting. I was like, oh, I was talking to this guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Where did you guys meet at? 
oh, we were just chatting on the DMs. I'm like, that's not chatting, you know? That's DMs, anyways. I come from a whole different generation. Woo! Okay, if you're, I'm just throwing it down. I'm not trying to throw out guilt or no shame with the DMs. But most of the time, when I did have social media, the DMs was nasty, okay? It was like, ew, block, ew, nasty, ew, block. Oh my gosh, can you believe that? No, thank you. So that's my own personal experience with DMs, okay? If, if you needed it, take it. If you don't, let it go, okay? So who are you spending the most time with? Because that's who you'll ultimately become. How many are ready to ultimately become Jesus here on this earth? We can. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are new creation. We are imitators of Christ. We need to imitate. We got to look. We got to observe to imitate, right? If you want a different outcome, you have to change your influence. Check your inner circle. Who's your closest friends, all right? Check your inner circle. Know them by their fruit, not their profile. Check your definition of success. Like, what's my de definition of a successful relationship? What's my definition of a successful Christian mature walk? What's my definition of being successful husband, a successful wife, a successful mom, a successful daughter, a successful son? Come on, a successful entrepreneur, a successful uh, disciple. Check your definitions. Of, don't get caught up in the world's definitions because the world's definitions are always changing. Do, 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 changing, 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 changing with the time. Words, definitions of words changed, right? I mean, I don't even want to say them right now because I don't know any cool ones. You get off the gram and all of a sudden you don't know any of the slang words anymore. Anyways, but like how many of you guys can agree that definitions are changing all the time? Browse on fleek. You're like, what are they talking about? Sometimes the, the young people be talking. Browse on fleek is already old. I know. Don't, I mean, you don't need to type it in the chat. I already know. But people be just talking stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know what they're saying. Like, it's like cold words. Like, I, and I say something, they're like, oh, my Sasha, don't say that. I'm like, you could say it, but I can't say it. You know it's wrong, okay? Anyways, right? But don't get caught up in this, world this world's definitions because the definitions are always changing. Don't be get caught up in your edited version of yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. Take inventory, right? Live this life to the fullest. Like live your life to the fullest. Full of what? Full of fruit. Full of maturity. Full of rewards of that fruit. Full of prosperity. Full of wisdom. Paul said in Ephesians 5, 9 through 11, for the fruit of the light is all that is good and right and true. Make it your aim. How many know we're going to miss the aim sometimes? But we're going to choose every day to make it our aim, to learn what pleases the Lord. Sometimes we, we weren't taught. Nobody told us. So we need to learn what pleases God. We need to learn what pleases the Lord. And where do we learn that in the word? We learn that in the house of God. Don't get involved with fruitless works of darkness. Don't get involved with fruitless works. What does fruitless mean? It means non-productive, leads to death. It, it means it doesn't produce. It doesn't produce. Like, don't get involved with that. Instead, and there we are getting involved with things that produce nothing, right? Following this world system, this world's ideas. 
Instead, expose them to the light of God in you by exemplifying personal integrity, moral character, and moral courage and godly character. You, we don't need to be judgy religious people. But let me tell you, light exposes darkness. Like you don't need to judge people, but your light will expose their darkness, right? Light exposes darkness and fruit speaks for itself. Your personal integrity is goals. And that's why we need to look to Jesus. That's good. Your integrity is your light. Your integrity sets you apart, right? Your integrity makes you look different than everybody else. When everybody else is looking that way, you're observing and saying, what does God's word say, right? Your personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character speaks for itself. It speaks volumes of who you are remaining in. Are you remaining in Netflix? Are you remaining in the gram? Are you remaining in TikTok? Are you remaining in the word? Are you remaining in Jesus? Because there's your character. There's your integrity. Your, it speaks volumes of who you're remaining in, right? So who you choose to be in a relationship with matters. It matters big time, okay? It, who you allow to influence you matters. Like, I want to grow up and be an influencer, what is that? Come on, you're a world changer. Do what God's called you to do, right? Who you allow to influence is matters. So this Sunday was Valentine's Day. Ooh, yeah, okay, come on. They're like, Masasha, you're teaching on Valentine's Day. Are we gonna have Valentine's Day party? I'm like, no, okay? Like, you know who you're talking to? It's me, right? You know me, okay? Not that I'm anti-Valentine's Day. I'm just anti-bleh, okay? So I, I was like, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about relationships. And I was talking to them about the importance of choosing the right relationships, the qualifications of being in a relationship, right? And the good side and the bad side of soul ties. Like we always think soul ties are bad. Like, ooh, don't get them evil soul ties. You know what? You should be soul tied to your spouse. You should be soul tied, come on, to the vision. You should be soul tied to your kids. And I was telling these kids, you should be soul tied to your parents. You should be soul tied to their wisdom, to that information. You should be asking your dad. You should be asking your mom. You, I need your wisdom. I was like, guys, I was, I got here at 13. Like I was just you and I blinked in on me. So you're going to get old too. It happens. Like for real. Get all the wisdom you can right now and choose wisely when it comes to relationships. And it's so cool because they're so young. And we talked about Proverbs 18, 22. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And they're all like, ooh. And you know what? The world system, right, all this Cardi B, all this kind of WAP, whatever you want to call it, is flipping the switch. Like, girls, you need to go out and find a husband, or not even a husband, find you a man, okay? What did the Bible said? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I was letting them know, you need to have something to find. If all of you is everywhere, there ain't nothing to find. If we could see all you got, there is nothing to find. 
that was, were we just reading the word, right? We were just reading the word. So I was letting them know, don't get caught up in this world situations. There's world definitions. Like, yeah, you got to find your man. You got to give him your digits. You got to go for it. You got to be brave. You got to ask him. I want to date you. Like, what in the world? Nah, you don't flip the switch. We're going to flip it back off. That wasn't your job. You were not called to find, search, seek. That's his job, okay? And then we talked about, it was just so much fun. Are you guys interested in what we talked about? Okay, 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 okay. All right. Oh, oh, yeah. And then I talked about, too, like, you need to earn some skin in the game. Like, you need to hold up. You guys are, there. you're really young, right? 13, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. You need to hold up and wait a minute and let them prove for themselves. Are they going to be homie hopping? Because youth ministry is a little bit small. You know, you homie hopping. You know what that is? You over here and over there. A little over here, a little over there. You want some leftovers? No, thank you. So you need to prove for yourself, okay, am I going to be that type of guy? Is she going to be that type of girl, right? We don't want no homie hopping. Okay, and then to the guys in Ephesians 5.31, he says, Paul says, as the scripture says, a man, not a boy, leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. If you have not left your father or mother, you have no business joining, becoming one with nobody, okay? So we had a blast in there. It was so much fun, and it was a great time. And then at the end, we say, what did, you, what did you receive? What did you hear? It was the best. Most of the boys says, don't look till you leave. Good job. <laughs> and most of the girls said, uh, I need a cover-up to be found. Woo! The word went out. It was good. It was so good. I had a great time. Now, for all of you who are older, <laughs> did it all wrong, there's redemption. <laughs> His name is Jesus. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get a witness, right? But it was so fun because... Sometimes we don't communicate these things with young people. We're going to wait till they're older. When it's older, it's too late. How about we talk about it? Oh, it was so funny, too. I had a piece of paper and one piece of paper and another piece of paper, and I glued them together, and I was like, this is you, right? This, this, this piece of paper, and you come to VBS, and you come into youth camp, and you're like, whoa, you come into service. And then all of a sudden, you get hooked up with somebody. Got a little glue in the mix. And then, and as I ripped the paper, <laughs> there was like a whole bunch of this. This paper was like shredded. It was like the boy got shredded and the girl had most of the boy. And on the boy, there was like just a little line of the, of the girl paper. And then one of the students is like, ew, some of the girl is still on the boy. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, it's about what happens. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that happens. But thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Jesus. You know what? Who you're in a relationship with matters. And fruit speaks for itself. And we should know them by their fruit. And we need this wisdom so that we could step back and not just fall for the definitions that this world says. That you need to be in a relationship. That it doesn't matter. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Okay, I forgive you. I don't judge you. But I'm going to take a step back and look at the fruit of your life and see if I want to partake of that fruit or not. I'm not next. Keep on going. No, thank you. Right? No, thank you. But I had a great time in there. I love being in the youth, and I love that I get to tell them that I was here when I was 13, and now I'm, like, not. So, hey, life comes at you fast. Blink and you're me, okay? 
But we have some amazing teens here at Love Life. We have some world changers. And I did cry a little bit because I'm like, I just want to save you guys this, you know. And just that there's so many generations. Like the older I get, like young people come and young people can go. But they got to choose for themselves who they're going to serve. And you know what? All of us have to. We all have to choose who we're going to serve. We all have to choose who we're going to be in a relationship with. Let's use wisdom and know them by their fruit, right? Who's ready to persevere and produce more fruit than they've ever produced in their whole life? This is the year. Perseverance. Perseverance, right? How are we going to do that? Choose Jesus. Follow Jesus and live in him every single day, right? Let's, let's be known by the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. That we're going to be known by the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to be known by love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I don't want that. That's what the Word says. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Walking with Jesus and doing nothing apart from Him. Amen? Amen. You know what? If you, did anybody receive something tonight? Amen, yes. You know what, if you have not received Jesus and you would like to receive Jesus, like, yeah, I want to be that new creation. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. Where do I start? You start with Jesus. You start with calling on the name of Jesus. It all starts with Jesus. This relationship, this love walk, this new life, this spirit man coming alive starts with Jesus. It's simple. You have to believe and confess. You believe in Jesus, confess him with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Let's say a prayer together with me. Everybody, let's go. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me, set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this brand new life. I want all that you have for me. In Jesus' name that I pray, amen, amen, amen. And just like that, calling on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. And you know what? If you're in the building and you receive Jesus tonight for the first time, you can raise your hand. Our ushers, they've got a packet. They've got a booklet for you. If you're online, just click that I receive Jesus button. We would, if you give us your address, we would send you that packet. We'll send you that booklet. We'd like to get information to you because you know what? We're going to experience heaven on earth. Right? Amen, 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 amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.